Hey guys, my name is Alex, and you're listening to the Thousand Movie Project Podcast. I think this is like the dozenth episode in the past year where I have like started off by saying like, hey, guess what I just did? Finished another draft of Cuba Fruit, which is the book that I quote-unquote finished a long time ago. The reason I, there was a new draft that needed to be done is because I was lucky enough to have gotten the attention of an agent, and I signed with that agent, and she read it very, very closely. She made some very incisive suggestions about things that needed to be cut out, things that needed to be added in, and in order to insert whole backstory passages, it, you, it wasn't just a question of writing those passages, it was a question of like going all through the book and inserting little things so that it felt like it grew naturally out of the book, like it, so that it felt like it was always there. So that was very, very consuming. I'm also simultaneously working on the sequel, and I just got a, a job, a full-time job at a restaurant in Coral Gables, very similar to the job that I recently left at a restaurant in Coral Gables. I feel like I'm kind of in a loop of weird, eternal recurrence, and I guess that's probably life. The great epiphany that every psychologist is trained to bestow upon you is that you do the same pro you make the same mistakes all the time your problems are identical that's why i don't go to therapy i have a podcast so i don't need therapy i'm starting to think at this point that there might never be a final draft of cuba fruit i like this book i'm very grateful for the situation that i'm in i would love to keep dipping my toes into this material over and over and over again but the other thing i would very much like is to have my life back because the other thing that's been on my plate is that i am being kicked out of my apartment at the end of uh, this month which is five days away i think the reasons are murky and we can discuss discuss them some other time. It's not because anything really went wrong. It's not because of any kind of animosity. I'm not being booted out in a harsh way. I have known this was coming for two months. The reason it's been a problem, the reason it's been occupying so much of my time and attention is because I also haven't had a job. Once I had an agent, I was kind of like, all right, well, I'll just fucking coast on my savings until Cube of Fruit gets published. But now I had to jump back into the line of work. So I'm working at a restaurant now in Coral Gables. I'm being trained there and it's not going particularly well. But ever since April, I've been living something like a fantasy life of just going to the coffee shop, writing from 7 a.m. until the middle of the day, coming home, taking a shower, reading for a little while, and then going to the bar. I was getting a lot of work done. I was feeling great. I was always in a good mood. And now, it's over. I have to go back to fucking working a standard job the way that everybody does. I have to have a boss and colleagues. On the other hand, I think it might be kind of helpful and healthy because one of the things I discovered in these three months of total artistic liberation is that I am the worst employer I have ever had. Especially over the past couple years, I have been like very on top of like workers' rights and I want my fucking, my break. I want my paycheck when it's promised to me. I don't want it to be a penny less than I'm owed. But when I am working for myself, I like, I demand overtime. I don't compensate for going the extra mile. There are no rewards, there are no bonuses, there are no weekends. In short, I think one of the one of the good things that will come of having to go back into 
like sort of the public workforce, is that I will be spared the tyranny of working for myself. But this restaurant gets very, very busy almost every single night. But also I'm freaked out about getting shot. I don't know, this seems so weird and paranoid to say in public or even just to say it out loud. Like it's fine to harbor my little terrified thoughts about random unlikely things that are gonna happen. But I feel like I've mentioned to a few people like, about going, ah, there's, you know, I've talked about Red Bar, which I used to go to all the time, but I kind of got freaked out about Red Bar because it's a fishbowl. Like, anyone can see inside. There's one way in. Yes, there's an exit in the back, but it's, like, really cramped. And if ever I say to someone, like, oh, man, I don't want to go to that bar because I'm afraid I'll get shot, they're always like, oh, you're not going to get shot, Alex. But if you read the news, like, everyone's doing it. One of the downsides of letting a lot of time pass without recording something is that I start getting self-conscious about, like, what is something that's worth discussing? What would be interesting to discuss and I get so paralyzed wondering what is a worthy topic that I end up not recording anything and so in order to just lubricate the gears and do something I have to start talking. Recently I mentioned that I went and I got a root canal. Well after getting the root canal I had to go for an even more horrible procedure where they like hammered the cap onto the open tooth and afterwards I did what my mom used to do for me when I was a kid which was anytime I sort of peacefully surrendered to an injection I got McDonald's and so I was in this very fucking infantile mood of like medical resentment and so I went to I went to McDonald's for the first time in like six months eight months and I went through the drive-thru and I got a fucking a McDouble and medium fries, which used to be my go-to thing when I was more of like a fast food person. But as I mentioned, it's been a while, so I roll up to McDonald's and suddenly I'm starting to sort of bleed off the medical resentment. I start getting very, like, palpably excited about eating some fast food. So I roll up to the window, grab my food, start driving away. And the reason this only feels notable is because it seemed to confirm something about, like, the fact that I'm getting older, which is I ate this McDouble and these medium fries while driving home from the dentist. Mind you, half of my face was numb. So I'm eating this sandwich in traffic like flipper. It's rush hour traffic, stop and go. And so every now and then I take a bite of the sandwich and then I just sort of like snap my teeth at the ceiling. So I'm eating this fast, this disgusting, greasy, hot, it's burning, hot, fast food, like a stroke victim bobbing for apples. And once I've eaten the entire sandwich, and the fries, I'm like, huh, oh, cool, that was delicious, I hate myself. But apart from the normal shame that accompanies the completion of a fast food meal, I broke out into the fucking heaviest sweat. It's the kind of thing I've seen depicted in cartoons. Someone eats a really greasy meal or a really fatty meal and they start sweating and panting. And I started to think like, am I having a heart attack? I wasn't feeling palpitations, but I thought maybe this is a heart attack like the one Kevin Smith had where he felt no chest pains but he was you know shortness of breath and he was sweating and he was vomiting and I but I didn't call for help because part of me was just like you know what maybe you fucking did this to yourself I would feel so stupid if I called an ambulance and I was like hey I think I'm having a heart attack and they're like oh what happened I ate a sandwich and now I'm sweating as I mentioned I'm working in this new restaurant and I'm getting along fine I, I really like the environment I like my colleagues I dig the food, it's a nice environment, but training is not going very well, and the main reason that it's not going well, really the only reason it's not going well is because I cannot retain the details of this menu, and there's two reasons for that. Part of the reason I cannot retain the details of this menu, the ingredients of every single dish, is because I'm so, I think I'm mildly 
dyslexic. Like there is this thing that invariably happens if I'm looking at a table with 10 apples aligned very closely and I count them very carefully, I will invariably count nine or 11. Like I can read the shit out of a sentence, but if I am presented with like a stack of text and it's just like a, a list of ingredients divided by commas, I don't, I can't, I check out immediately. So that's my own issue. That's my own deficit. That's my own fault is that I really haven't put forth the time to sort of memorize this shit. The other reason, though, in my defense, that I have a hard time re retaining the details of this menu is because it was written by Willy Wonka. This is the most needlessly complicated menu. And the ingredient, like, okay, it's not just that I need to know the ingredients of every dish. I need to know the accompanying sauces for every dish, and I need to know the garnishes. And so my trainers and just random servers come up to me and they just pelt me with these questions and it's overwhelming. They're coming from every direction and I can't keep this shit straight. And so they'll come up to me and they'll be like, Alex, quick, what's the sauce that comes with the sweet potato fries? And I'm, I can't remember. And I'm like, I'm, so I, I try to wing it and I go, ketchup? Is it ketchup? And they're like, no, Alex, not ketchup. It's maple syrup. Or there's another, we have like a pork burger and the pork burger comes with blueberry ketchup. And the servers always roll their eyes when they're explaining this to me and they're like, oh, I hate when people come in and they're like, oh, what's the blueberry ketchup? And I have to say to them, oh, it's exactly what it sounds like. Well, the reason people are asking that question is because it shouldn't exist. It doesn't make sense that that exists. Granted, it's delicious, but that's it, kind of like saying, oh, have you ever put your penis in a fucking exhaust pipe of a car? Feels terrific. You shouldn't know that. The reason you know that that is a good sensation is because you did something you should not have done. Today was supposed to be my last day of training, but I called them and I was like, hey, because I'm clearly having a hard time with this, let me just fucking study today and let me do another training day later in the week. And they were really happy with that alternative. Anyway, that's my work situation and you have a sense of what my creative work situation is at the moment, but also like I have to move out of this fucking apartment in like five days and I have done nothing to prepare. I've thrown away maybe a hundred pounds of shit, just shit that's strewn around my apartment, but like I'm going through my belongings and overwhelmingly I'm just like, I'm thinking, fuck it. I'm gonna throw this stuff in the garbage or just take it to goodwill. I see some things like my TV, I've got this lap desk, there's a printer that is gigantic. It was a hand-me-down. I've never used it. It was a hand-me-down because it was handed down to me by someone who felt bad giving it away. And they were like, Alex, you're a writer. You are, you spend a lot of money printing at FedEx. Here is a printer. And I was said, oh, thank you for the printer. And then realize it costs like $140 to put ink in the printer. So I've never used it. It's just sat in my room. And like, I could post this shit on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, but I think I just want to take it to Goodwill and just not have to pay the mental tax of knowing that this stuff is in my space. Anyways, that's an episode, kind of. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.